Welcome back to another episode of Raising His Kids. I'm Tony, and as always, I'm here with my co-host, Lauren. My topic today is a good one. We're talking about all things documenting. As stepmoms, we've likely all had to keep track of things, and knowing what to document and when can be tough. That's right. So in this episode, we're deep diving into all the details you need to be prepared for court, keeping track of payments made, or simply noting down what was agreed on so it's easy to reference for all parents. One thing I want to mention before we get started is that we have officially launched our Patreon. So depending on what membership you sign up for, you can get exclusive podcast episodes, voting capabilities, discounted coaching. And what we're most excited about is a stepmom group chat. Plus there's a bunch of other cool stuff. So you can find that link in our bio or go to patreon.com slash raising his kids. And don't forget we have a free community as well, which is our Facebook group. We also got a really sweet email that I just wanted to read real quick. It read, I just started listening to your podcast and wanted to say thank you. My husband moved in with me last February. Then his girls came the first day of May. We got married in September and it has been a whirlwind that I wouldn't change for anything. Thank you for making other stepmoms feel like we're not alone in all of this. That's such a sweet message. And it makes our day when we get messages letting us know that our podcast has helped people or um, honestly, any type of message that's positive we love. Absolutely. And I love hearing like even the stepmoms with bigger platforms than us when I get messages from them and they've told us that they've been listening to our episodes. It gets me all like excited that we're (laughs) still helping them and they feel like the OG stepmoms. I know. Me too. That's always like, I don't know. It makes me feel awesome when people Um, message us. So yeah, keep your messages coming because we love them. It really makes our day. It makes what we're doing worth it. Uh, But today we're discussing documenting. So grab your coffee or your wine and let's get into it. So Tony, I know coaching stepmoms and documenting is a service that you'll offer when you get your coaching like off the ground. So I thought a good place to start is what is it that you make sure you always document and what do you recommend other stepmoms document too? Everything. So one thing when we went through court for my husband was... We were told document everything, whether it was small, big, large, medium, whatever, document everything because you don't know what's actually worth keeping and your solicitors will pick it and choose what they want to use. For me, any interaction personally, like my own personal co-parenting experience, it's very high conflict. So anytime there was conflict at changeover, and I know one of um, the questions we got from the listeners was how do you document things that you can't screenshot? It would literally, I have a diary. So for every year since separation, and I did the same thing for my husband, we buy like a, a diary, like a planner. So it has the dates and I buy the ones that are full pages so that you can have enough room to write what you need to for each date. And it'll be like, showed up for changeover at this location, this time, this is what happened. Yeah, that's that's a really good idea. I have something um, to say on that too, but I'll wait till we get yeah. to her question. Okay. Um. So yeah, that that's what I did. So we've got diaries and they're just stacked up. It's like 2018, 2019, 2020, 21, <laughs> 22, 20. And even with my husband having final orders, we still have a diary just to monitor anything that is a breach or anything like that. We're, we're still doing it like that. The other thing we do sometimes is follow up with an email to the other co-parent to note going, hey, as we discussed this, X, Y, Z. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's just yeah. reiterate what you're going to say. And even better, if you get a response from them, like confirming that that's what you discussed. Correct. And so then the other thing at the end. Yes. The other things that we documented because there was signs of neglect in the household when it came to health, hygiene, education, 
Every time the boys left us, we would take photos of their clean haircuts, ears clean, fingernails cut, the clothes they were wearing. And then we would take photos of what they returned to us in. So they had holes in their underwear, earwax dripping out of their ears, overgrown fingernails with dirt underneath it. Ew. The other thing, still documenting. We're documenting little Jay's weight because he's been diagnosed with uh, faulted growth. So for anyone who doesn't know what that is, it's similar to failure to thrive in infants. You know, when like in newborn babies, they go, oh, it's failure to thrive. The baby's going to die. Well, in a child, it's faulted growth where he's just stopped growing. He's not getting weight. He's not getting taller because he's not eating enough. And just this past week, so we're basically week on week off now. And in, in one week, he lost two and a half kilos while in his mother's house oh my god that's really that's insane and then he's able to gain it back though with you guys so we weighed him friday when he came home to us he was 24.5 kilos and then this morning leaving us he's 24.9 so he gained 400 grams but it's like we take two steps forward he goes Mm -hmm. there and it's 10 steps back it's it's an absolute nightmare but i just keep a spreadsheet i update it we take it to his doctor every time we go to the doctor going, this is the trending pattern and they put it into their system. Yeah, that's really smart. Um, I actually just had someone message me like a day or two ago um, about like the hygiene being an issue in the other house. And it is insane how often that yeah. happens. We don't have that issue, but um, it's insane how often it happens that people are dealing with the hygiene being an issue in bio mom's house. So I'm going to have to message her back with that tip about taking pictures um, of everything. Yeah. Um, the hygiene, just touch on that because we talk about neurodivergent kids and parents all the time, is when you have a new neurodivergent person, sometimes it's actually really difficult for them to keep on top of their personal hygiene. Right. And that's why we have to be on top of our kids. But they like being clean, but they forget to shower when they're with their mums because they don't, they're too like obsessed with playing their video games or watching YouTube and they don't have someone going, time for a shower. And it yeah. can be nine o'clock at night and they're still in their school uniform. Oh, oh my God, that's crazy. I remember when it's we disgusting. wore uniforms, we got out of it immediately, just comfort sake. Exactly. You get changed, you go play outside. It's gross, but yeah. Um, that's hard. You have to like you have to have someone pushing kids to like maintain their personal hygiene. Likely they're not gonna well, do it on their own. It's simple. Whether they're neurodivergent or not, yeah. kids need to be parented. Exactly. So I know I know you've already been through the court process as well. So what kind of things did you document when you were going through court? We documented pretty much everything also. Not everything got used, but we did like medical invoices because at the time it was like 50-50 for all medical stuff. So Mm -hmm. we documented every single thing we would pay because she'd be like, oh, here's the invoice. And then we would pay it. And then like three weeks later, she'd be like, can I get my money on this? So we documented every single time we paid an invoice because she asked for it more than once. The best thing to do is do not hand over cash. Exactly. Do a, bank, yes. do a bank transfer and label it as exactly that. So exactly. in some some cases in Australia, I know you can have a private arrangement with child support. So if you do, you transfer the money and you label it child support because yes. if it's not labeled, they can come back at you for that money. So transferring for school supplies, it's school supplies. Um, a dental bill, dental bill, 
med- like for your case where you've got like you've got to pay for all your medical stuff, you would label it for what it's for or even put like the invoice number on it. I was just going to say that. Yes, we do. Statement date or invoice number, like whatever it is, we make sure it's very detailed. So for our child support, it's private, but not everyone, like not everybody's is. So those are good because they're documented anyway. But like you said, if it's private, you have to make sure, even if it's the exact same amount of money every month, make sure you label it like just in case on like the memo thing. Also, a tip that I want to give uh, this is one of the listener questions also, but um, we have a Google Drive. Like we made an email address specifically for this and mm-hmm. uh, we use the Google Drive. So we'll take a picture, like we'll screenshot the invoice you sent. We'll screenshot the payment that we made with the memo in it and put it in a folder and we'll like label it like, oh, uh, I don't know, 1215, like whatever date it is, dental bill. So we'll label it. So then when she comes back at us and is like, can I get the money for this? We just screenshot those two things that are already right next to each other and be like, we already paid it. So, um, and that also came in really good handy in court also to just have everything like insanely organized in a Google Drive. Absolutely. Our solicitor was amazed because I didn't have a Google Drive, but I had a Word document. Where okay. I typed up, I typed up everything that happened. Like I went through the diary, physically typed it all, and then I was like copying and pasting the images into the drive, like into okay. the Word document. Right. So we literally emailed this Word document to them, and they had it all there. Okay, yeah, yeah, and it's like it's so helpful for them, and which is like so helpful for you. Um, when mm-hmm. you were talking about the diary, I was gonna say we do everything like digitally. Um, mm-hmm. I could not imagine retyping everything you put in a diary, though. That's insane. I would just type it to start with. <laughs> I'm paranoid. It's like I'm paranoid about losing our podcast stuff, so I like yeah. to have a hard copy and an electronic copy. Fair enough. <laughs> just That's fair. because. Anything could happen. It's, yeah, I just, I almost lost all my husband's phone, um, photos on his phone, trying to transfer them off the computer onto the hard drive. And it like kept crashing. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to lose all this. He's going to freak out at me. That terrifies me every time we record this podcast too. I'm like, I don't even touch my computer until it's done and I can put it in the folder. Yeah. Like I have a hard drive. So as soon as you upload it. I plug the hard drive into my computer and I put the episode into the hard drive. So then we've got a backup in case anything happens to right. our Google Drive. <laughs> That's so smart though. Cause you don't know, you don't own Google Drive. So it is smart to have two. I use Google Drive for my business and for stepmom stuff. Never had an issue, but it could happen. But another thing I document always is anything that's said outside of the order, which we kind of just covered, but mm-hmm. I would like if we we never talk on the phone or in person anymore about important things for this reason, because she would say something and then go back on it and be like, oh, I never said that. And it would just be like an issue. And she was doing that first time they went to court. Well, I wasn't there for that, but my husband learned from that. So when she was doing that again, she would like call us with issues. We would text her or email her and be like, oh, so as we discussed and just like outline every single thing that we discussed. Yeah. I even took notes during like the phone calls to make sure. And then what, and then we would, at the end, we'd either ask a question that she had to respond to or be like, oh, if any of this isn't correct or whatever, let us know. And then if she had a problem with anything, she had the opportunity right there to say like, oh, that's not what I meant or whatever. So that was super helpful also because we were able to show that to the lawyers and yeah. like she couldn't really argue it because she had answered the question. She It was obvious she had seen it and there was really no argument there. So another thing is bad mouthing, which we have a huge problem with. It's like as soon as Karen is triggered, she starts 
name calling and uh, I don't even know. It's like, yeah, it feels like teenagers fighting, right? She's just like oh, yeah. all caps, name calling. Everyone does the same. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's all, and she also always says, why don't you just sign over your rights then? So every oh. single time she says that, we document it. And it's like, it looks horrible to a judge when you have said, just sign over your rights then to every single disagreement. So document yeah. it, even if she says it every time, document it every single time. Mm-hmm. Also the name calling, like it's so inappropriate and immature. Document it. it- it is. There was something that I did want to note and touch on. I found out after we went through court that it is actually legal in Queensland, Australia, where I'm from, to record conversations you're a part of, either face-to-face oh. or over the telephone. So definitely worth having a quick Google to find out. Mm-hmm. And any of our Aussie listeners in Queensland, stepmoms, you can't record the conversation. But you yeah. could have your partner record the conversation. So quite often if like when Karen called abusing my husband saying she was going to call the cops because Big J wanted to spend an extra night with us. I handed him my phone, he hit record and recorded the conversation. Yes, that it's not legal for us to do. It's It depends on the state, but for us, we could record it, but you have to say, oh, just so you know, I'm recording this conversation and that has to be on the recording also. But if she knows you're recording it, she's not going to act like her regular self. So, But it does well, depend on the state. It does. And I always thought that was the law here, but no, you don't actually have to record it. You, um, you don't have to state that you're recording it, I mean, but you cannot pass publish it like on social media or anything like that, but you can record it without telling them that they're being recorded and you can use it in court. Right. Yeah. That's super nice if you're allowed to do that, but definitely check first. Although if you have a lawyer, your lawyer will tell you. That's how my husband learned that the hard way because he tried that and the lawyer was like, it doesn't work like that. I know. It's, yeah, it's crazy. I know that a friend of mine, sorry, a friend of mine's husband was recording his FaceTime conversations with his kids because quite often Karen or Karen's family members would like start getting snarky at him and butting into the conversations. But then because she'd falsely acclaim, um, accused him of DV, then his solicitor's like, we're not going to use this because then it could be seen as you are the violent type and that's why you're recording it and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, that's just ridiculous. Like it's yeah, his personal that- conversation with these kids, with these psychos jumping in saying stuff. Yeah. How does that show him to be a violent one? I know. But um, okay. <laughs> Um, And then the last thing that uh, we always document is if uh, my stepson says something like concerning about uh, like his uh, like his mom's side of the family. Like for mm-hmm. example, this past weekend, he had told us that his grandma lets him go on YouTube and that it's their little secret and he's not allowed to tell his mom. So that stuff is like, we like, we keep that. We pick and choose what we bring to Karen because she does not react well to that type mm-hmm. of thing at all. It, it turns into an attack on her family. Yeah. Which like, obviously that's not what it is. We're just looking out for her kid too. But so yeah. we pick and choose what we say to her, but we keep a document of absolutely everything yeah did you bring that one up with her only because i know we had that conversation about how she recently told you guys that he can't watch youtube anymore yeah we haven't yet we've been like trying to talk about like the best wording so that she couldn't possibly see it as an attack but we were we said we when she told us that um he wasn't allowed to watch youtube anymore uh we said he's never been allowed to watch youtube in this house and she Mm -hmm. was like oh like okay he he watches youtube kids here or something like that about youtube kids but he doesn't watch youtube kids he watches 
adult yeah. YouTube. They they don't want to watch YouTube kids. Like no. a three-year-old barely wants to watch YouTube kids. Right. <laughs> exactly. So we're still trying to, we are going to bring that one up because we think that one's pretty serious, but we haven't yeah. figured like, out. Like no, no safe adult should be asking a child to keep secrets from it, their family. Their parent never, ever. That, that's what is so concerning to us. What else could she be asking him to keep a secret? Yeah, like we try and teach the kids the difference between a secret and a surprise. Yeah. So, you know, buying a present, that that secret's a surprise. Right. Well, Whereas, if it's going to make them happy, it's a surprise. You know, or like a surprise party. Yes, we're keeping that a secret from them, but it's a surprise. Right. You know, we don't we don't keep secrets. And that's big on what we try and t- tell the kids. Like, we don't keep secrets. We keep surprises, but we don't keep secrets. Right. Yeah. It, and I feel like in, uh, like, blended families of all types, it's even harder because there are just so many more people who could be toxic and, like, asking a kid to keep a secret from their parent. It just, like, it blows my mind. It does. I just, yeah. It's not good. And yeah, hopefully she responds well to that because hopefully she'll realize that you're just coming from a concerned place that this adult is teaching him to keep secrets from his parents because that's not healthy. No, it's not. And last time uh, we brought something up was when he was asking questions about the baby for his grandma. And like he told Mm. us that he was asking for her. So we tried to bring that up to Karen and Mm. it turned into like, oh, you can't attack my family and you're accusing my family. And we're like, we're looking out for the like the kid involved here. We don't care about yeah. your family. Hopefully she might respond better because it's not like you're saying, hey, Grandma Karen is saying that he's got to keep secrets from all of us. She's saying, hey, just letting you know, T said that Grandma Karen is telling him to keep secrets from you. Right. Yeah, that's true. So that's hopefully she'll respond better. I hope so. Uh, okay, so that's all I have for documenting. Did you want to get into listener questions? Yeah, let's jump straight into those ones. So the first one is a long one. It's a bit of a vent, so <laughs> hang in there. I want to document when bio mom doesn't help stepdaughters 11 and 7 with basic hygiene because she sends them to school with ratty hair, no shower, up to five days in a row. We have them half the time and are always well-groomed, dressed, weather appropriate. She sent them to school in shorts without a jacket in 40 degrees Fahrenheit. So I made a quick little Google. For our Aussie listeners, that's about 4.5 degrees. So fucking cold. Yeah. A lot of time the girls asked to keep their hair done. How do how did it last because I know how to do their hair and she doesn't. So she says, well, she chose to go to school looking like that. So I let her and we're like, she doesn't get to choose that. And then we're the only ones teaching them basic hygiene grooming anyway. Thanks for letting me vent, but I've started writing it down with dates, but I feel weird taking pictures of them in the same clothes as I sent them to her in three days ago and matted hair. I try not to talk bad about their mum to them. What should I do? Yikes, that's really bad. So that actually brings up a good question for you how like do you tell the kids why you're taking a picture of them or I can't remember so we haven't had to take photos in a long time because I think she learned her lesson but like we still have some of the issues like the earwax and the fingernails and stuff but the clothing has gotten better and it helps that it helps that we're changing over school like we're doing Friday to Thursday so they're wearing school uniform. True, okay. It does shit me when she can't even buy the kids the right size underwear. Like little Jay has a size 
like four to six waist and she's buying him six to eight underwear. I'm like, that shit doesn't fit him. Like he doesn't even fill out the size four to six underwear. Why are you like, don't buy the kid clothes that are too big for him. Just buy the right size. Right. You know, he is the the size he is. Like, don't try and pretend that he's bigger. Or the fact that she's been buying him socks the same size as Miss K's. Oh, my God. And I'm like, mate, like, I actually held them up. And I was like, mate, look, do you see an issue with this? And he goes, that's my sock. That's Kendall's. I said, they're the same size. How did it, like, if she's buying new clothes anyway, why doesn't she just buy in the right size? It's not like she's not buying him new ones or something. I just don't think she... I don't think she's all there. I don't think that she's got it together. I don't think she actually pays attention to his size. Gotcha. That's sad. But I can't, I don't think we told the kids, like we didn't go, oh, we're going through court, so we need to take photos. It would be like, we need to take photos because, well, we need to take photos. I don't think we actually told them. They might have told their mother that that we were taking photos of them, but every time they came back, we'd just say, all right, quick, line up. We're just going to take quick photos. And I think Big J asked and we just said, we need, we need to take photos every time you don't cut your fingernails or clean your ears. Oh, okay. I mean- that might be, I feel like it might cause some conflict, but just to say that, be like, oh, we just need to take your picture every time you come back to us in the same clothes, because that's horrible. Yeah, what's even worse? Like, I could understand if they're like transition day clothes and if they're clean, but like we had once where Big J came home and he had urine soaked clothes in a bag because she couldn't be bothered washing them. Oh my God, that's really bad. Yeah. And then she, of course, she denied it through court. And it's like the kid told us I had to wash them. Right. And he was carrying them around at school all day. Did he like have an accident at school? Like, no, so it was from? it was it was a Halloween costume, and he'd gone to like one of the theme park Halloween nights in her care, but wanted to wear the costume trick or treating, and we had them. Oh. So, and what happened was because he's a clumsy boy, he weed all over it because it was like it was like a Grim Reaper costume, so it was like a dress. And when he went right. to the toilet, he weed all over it. Okay. Oh my! And but then so she just put it in a bag and gave it back to him. <laughs> Yeah, but that was like weekend to weekend. So it was in a bag for a week. That's disgusting. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I just, yeah. But, yeah, just tread carefully. Don't tell the kids why you're taking photos, but do take photos because it's evidence. Even the photos when they're coming like when they're leaving, they don't have to be like structured photos. You can be like, hey, let's get a nice picture before you go to school or whatever's happening. True, yeah. But when they come home and go, hey, look, you know, I just have to take a photo because you don't you tell them like you don't look well groomed and you don't look well looked after and I have to take photos. Right. Yeah. And that would be really tough. I am I'm glad we don't have to deal with that, but that's really hard. But it's really bad. If they, mm-hmm. like you said, if they're not clean clothes. And they're three days old. That's really, really bad. Yeah. For seven and 11. It's gross. But at seven and 11, they should be able to pick their own clothes and Mm -hmm. should be of an age where they can dress themselves appropriately. Yeah, I would think so too. But he is seven. And if we let him wear the same clothes all day, every day, he would. Yeah, I know. I I don't get kids. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's disgusting. I don't don't remember being like that, but maybe we all are. I don't know. Maybe. And then the next one is, which we already talked about, what's the best way to document things that you aren't able to take a screenshot of, which we talked about like a follow-up email and- A spreadsheet, uh, a diary. Yeah, spreadsheet. Yep. And depending on where in the country you are, record it. Well, where in the world you are, if it's legal, record it. Or even record it. And even if you're not using that, you can use that recording to help you remember what happened and type it out. Right. Right. That's so true. Next one is, I need help with the three questions. When, what, and how? Anything and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. 
our solicitor was like, we even had like the petty stuff in there and he was just like, flick, we're not using that. Like that's petty. We're not using that. But we had more than enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would definitely just record everything. Let your lawyer pick and choose what would be the best for your case. Exactly. Um, And the how part, sometimes it takes trial and error to figure out what works for you. But my suggestion Mm -hmm. would be Google Drive. Also, you can get it on your phone and computer. So it's super convenient. Yeah. Google Drive, spreadsheets, diaries, whatever works for you, whatever you find is easier, whichever way that you work best. Like I know Madison just doesn't like using computers to make notes she She, she's old school and uses pen and paper so you know I know that was funny when we started our podcast and she's like did you know that Google had a spreadsheet app or like yes we knew (laughs) it's so funny she definitely prefers pen and paper but that works too like it doesn't matter It it totally works the next one is how should I be listing the items bills expenses events and appointments that I am tracking I would, if I'm tracking all that, I'm going to make like an Excel spreadsheet mm-hmm. or, or a Google Drive Excel spreadsheet and do a page for each. Yeah, I agree. It's like seems excessive a little bit, but you're going to thank yourself when you have absolutely everything you need when you go to court. Yeah. And the reason I say page for each is that you're not getting the expenses mixed up. So like you right. have a school expense page, a medical expense, da, da, da. You do your different pages. It just, it stops things getting muddled up. And screenshots with like the date and how much and like the memo where you put the information like in there also is Mm -hmm. an added bonus. Absolutely. Like even if you put like the date that the appointment took place, the date that you received the invoice from the other parent and the date you paid it. And even, even put, even go one step further and put the date that you sent the remittance to the other parent. Yes. Uh, the date that the invoice was sent to you is also a really good note because we do that too. And I forgot to mention it because sometimes we'll get an invoice and it'll be like $1,000 due in three days. It's like, you've had this for three months. So mm-hmm. you're we're not going to pay it in three days. We can't pay it in three days. That's insane. So exactly. when it was sent to you is super important. And I'm glad you brought that up. That way you can't be held accountable if the invoice is paid late. Right. Yeah, it's like the like in our case, the invoice is in her name. So if she wants it paid on time for a big one, if it's twenty bucks, like it's whatever, just send it. But if it's like a big amount and you're giving three days notice, like that's on you. Exactly. And I know for me personally, I just pay for everything for Big K. And then when I need to send it to his dad, I send it and go, this is what I've paid. Right. Yeah. And then I break it down. I go my half, your half. So total my half, your half, what you owe. And I also keep a list. I just have a notes document on my phone of like, what I paid my half, his half, and when he paid it. So I also keep receipt of when he pays it so I can follow up when he hasn't paid it. Right. That is what I wish our Karen would do because she follows up. And like, if it's like $500, I'm like, how did you not notice 500 extra dollars in your bank account? Like, am I, I the also only don't, one who tracks so diligently? I also don't use my own bank account. I have a separate okay. account. And so it's the account that the child support goes into. So that's the bank account that he has. Like it's in my name, but it's labeled like big case child support. So that's, there's less transactions happening. So it makes it easier to follow. Super, way easier to keep track of. I wish I could suggest that to Karen, but I don't think that would go well. How do you document diligently without making yourself crazy? I can't tell you because I went crazy. Yeah. (laughs) I I went crazy. Like now that we're at the other side of court, 
I'm not, I'm no longer crazy. Like I still document what needs to be documented. Yeah. Sometimes you just go crazy, but coming out the other side of court, a little less crazy. Right. Exactly. So, oh, also if you're going through court, sometimes it's just worth it to make yourself crazy because the outcome will be better. The next one is, well, I guess not in a question. It just says, yes, you need your proof to speak the truth responsibly. And that's a great statement. It is. It's a very good statement. Where? Tried notes app, planner, calendar, book, help. Google Drive. <laughs> That's Google my suggestion. Drive. And is if that, you want that... like, if you want specifics on like how you organize it on Google Drive, DM me and I will definitely help you with that. Because for me, that was just the absolute easiest. We tried a bunch of stuff. That was the easiest. Yeah. You got to find what's easier for you. And like I said, I started keeping things in spreadsheets. I'm I like don't remember learning how to use Excel in school. So like I like really new to it. That's why I like Lauren, like Google out Excel in our Google Drive. I don't think I learned to use Excel in Google or I mean in school either. I just learned it through work stuff. Yeah, I literally Google whenever I need to learn to do something. I just like Google, how do I do this in Excel? <laughs> it works. But yeah, so I think we've given you guys some great tips. I if, think so too. If you need more, DM us. Yeah, because a lot of it is very situation specific. Exactly. So, you know, it's hard to give a one size fit all for all of exactly. this. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, we're pretty much out of time for today because Lauren and I have stuff to do and baby A needs to go to bed. So, but I think we packed a lot of information into this short episode and we hope we answered all of your questions. Absolutely. And if you found this episode helpful, we'd really appreciate your support. So please take a minute and leave a review on your preferred, preferred platform wherever you get your podcast. Your feedback really means the world to us. And don't forget, if you want to continue the conversation or share your experiences, join our free Facebook group. It's a great place to connect with other stepmoms and find even more valuable discussions. And don't forget about our new Patreon membership offers. Depending on your chosen level, you can enjoy exclusive content, podcasts, discounted coaching, and our favorite feature, a stepmom's group chat. So find the link in our Instagram bio to learn more. We've had a fantastic time discussing documenting today, and we really appreciate your questions and engagement. Keep them coming, and remember, you're not alone on this stepmom roller coaster. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.